you know, you talk so much. Why? Because you like hearing yourself speak. Go record yourself with a friend. That's just they for just, losers. They, ha they have to get it out into the world. It has to be communicated at that moment. I'll be walking away. Like, let's say we're standing in a room and I'm like walking away to go take a piss or go get something. And she's like following me and talking at the same time. I'm like, I'm leaving the room. Stay where you are. I'll come back. When the man asks for time and tells you of an arrangement, don't think all of a sudden that uh, you're just going to think of every possible thing that you could think of to slow them down. I'm trying to get ready for a major production. I told you it's a hard 24 hour blackout. You don't get access to me <laughs> 24 hours prior to showtime. Showtime is that's when they need to understand. Don't talk to me. Don't follow me around with questions. Don't even look at me. I need to create, which means that be a fully protected like baby flower. So <laughs> the atmosphere, the environment needs to be perfect. It's like a rainforest. If only we didn't need them, you know? If only. If only. Good evening, Garbage Juice listener. This is Garbage Juice Podcast. I am your VR tour guide, Ryan Chattahoochee, joined by always my very best friend, Miami Beach Lee. Lee, say what's up. What's up, guys? Dear Lee, angels of virtue lift twin tower-sized blessing nets upon all that you touch. With your top G hyper-masculine alpha business strategician mind, you recognized as a key member of this production radio network, the Garbage Juice Podcast, that we did as a business so good you decided to reward the company by allowing me to receive a gift. That gift, of course, is a beautiful, authentic, real, from straight from the game, where he almost won an AFC championship, Mark Brunel, Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. That's right. Jacksonville Jaguars seafoam teal, Jacksonville home and away jersey. They chose colors differently back then. Teal was actually uh, both. You could do either home or away. Number eight. The Ocho, the original Ocho, Mark Brunell, the bad boy of the NFL, trash talking, gunslinging, touchdown scoring on his feet. He ran a lot. Most of his touchdowns were on his feet. He had a lot of rushing touchdowns. Number one guy in the shotgun that anyone would want on their 2002 roster. That's right, Mark Brunell, Jacksonville Duval elitist. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They didn't, they didn't pull through, but this jersey pulls through, this jersey hits. And again, that's because you're a beautiful man. Uh, you're my very best friend. And thank you for such, such a wonderful gift. Uh, for all you listeners, it is a beautiful jersey. And you can check out the show notes for images of that. Number one best friend, Miami Beach Lee. Coming in this episode, also looking fantastic himself with a beautiful button-up. Um, Thanks, sweetie. And um, just the looks, this is a chest to, to, to back it up. Well, Ryan, I've been following your progress as my co-mic here on the Garbage Juice Network. I'm just really proud of how far you've come and, and really how far you have to go. No, you've come so far. 
and you just have so far left to go. And I think both of those things are worth kind of giving you, giving you something to remember this year. Something that you'll look back and be like, this was 2022, right? I think, I think we all have little things in our lives where we look at like, that's, that's 2010, you know, that represented time. And this jersey is meant to represent the year that we had our first podcasting year in 2022. Big year for the studio. And this will just be yep. first of many. Hey Amen. I look forward to all of the uh, many adventures we'll have along the way. button we've been we're gonna try we've been we've been in a dog fight with this internet bad service and um corporate greed that's right where the, these corporations don't want to give up any of their uh gigabytes they don't want to give up any of their broadband they, they're stingy when it gets you're, wet you're outside paying, when it starts raining they steal you're getting like one percent you're getting one yeah. percent of the bandwidth they're telling you you should have like they're selling you 600 megabytes and you have six back to what we were saying just want to bring it right on back lee you're a great guy super, yeah, a superman and angel friend a great uh investor to the show and your talent and your wisdom are beyond your years so thank you i think we owe you all a round of applause i'm just uh i'm flattered that's a very nice thing to say and i feel the same about you your communication and your compassion are um off the charts um this, we could go into Super Bowl. You want this segment. episode to be a Super Bowl episode. We could we could go Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl is like two weeks. another week and a half. It might take me a good amount of time to edit a, um, an, an episode. I'd like to be able yeah, to get well, it I done as soon as possible. Until I have to go to sleep. Like, like I have to wake up for the kids tomorrow morning. My son's waking up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, Just say no you don't, way you don't have priorities for the show anymore. Just say the show is an obsolete <laughs> entity in your life, like an old the freeway sh- system that the was sh- the out show, of date when it was printed in the seventies. The show, the show is all I have left in my life. Okay. All I'm saying is today's Thursday night. I work on this through the weekend. It's then out like Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. If I were to be able to turn this thing out quicker. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, but realistically the time I can give, I'd love to be able to just do that for the next 72 hours of my time because that's how I love spending my time whipping well, the interns really to edit hard. Let's just go. Let's just go. I mean, if you want to do a Super Bowl episode, Ryan, let's do a Super Bowl episode. Fuck it. Here we go. Live from Atlanta, Georgia, this is the Garbage Juice Podcast Super Bowl episode number one. Here's a fun fact for everyone. The Lombardi Trophy weighs seven pounds and costs $50,000. Each franchise pays <laughs> for 150 Super Bowl rings. With help from the league, $5 million, it is the second most watched sporting event in the world. More than 100 million people worldwide watch the Super Bowl every year. This is a fact from just this year alone. It's mm. the first thing that comes up when you pull up Wiki- uh, Wikipedia. 
The Super Bowl is the annual final playoff game of the National Football League to determine the league champion. It has served as the final game of every NFL season since 1966. Lee, you're a, um, a math expert. How many years is that? It's going to be about three, zero, 30 years. Close to 50 years. So this year we have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City smoking on them chiefing, cheating. The Kansas City cheats, as uh, many Jeez. viewers around the NFL have um, had to witness, had to take bear, had to bear witness to a, a theft, uh, game robbery. Um, I have a little clip that I'm going to play. It's funny before we started taping. Uh, Aaron was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm -hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm -hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those before the season started? Or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm -hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is going to miss this call. Yeah, because they hate you yeah. and they love the Colts, yeah, that sort like, of thing. Uh, WWF, so it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did yeah. you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You remember Arian The NFL Foster? is rigged. There's a script. Right. Essentially. I think as a lot of people that watched the Kansas City Cheats play the Jacksonville Jaguars two weeks ago, and then last week... A very similar game against the Bengals where they were cheated out of a win. They were cheated out of a loss that they deserved. They deserved a loss. And the refs are clearly in their pocket from big city Andy Reid with his connection to what we can only say, a, a corrupt, lying, cheating referee unions. And the the bigger picture, I think, has been exposed if we learn, if I've learned uh, anything or nothing at all from TikTok, it's that it's always important to keep your mind's eye open, to watch for all angles and dissect the issues with that of someone with their own YouTube channel. The scrutiny of someone with a streaming YouTube Twitch service. These are the people that we look to on uh, examples of how we need to just go about our own. And I take on this detective work, looking at the referees, learning uh, statistical human behavior type analysis from my TikTok videos and my YouTube uh, icons that I follow. I like to make sure I'm watching for the signals. And I think this video and this uh, football player on this podcast exposed what I think a lot of us know. that there is a corrupt scandal by the Illuminati at the upper escalon of the NFL executive circle. This is Roger Goodell. Uh, I don't know, somewhere. Tom Coughlin's probably in that line of, um, <laughs> so he's in a chamber. He's one of the, ma the mages. He's one of the scholarly people and one of the old wizards. He's up there. Big Tuna is still alive. Parcells? Yeah, Bill Parcells is still alive. And uh, I think, sure, I guess the script is saying that the Kansas City Chiefs 
are going to win the Super Bowl. So that is something that we've said on the show. We've been predictors since the show's air airing year of this past year, 2022. We've always been able to predict the winners. And so this is be our our uh, our 100% Super Bowl lock guarantee. Um, it's going to be the Kansas City Cheats. Uh, so there you go. That's that's our gift to you, Lee. What do you what do you have to say? Predictions about the yeah. What what are your predictions about the winner for the Kansas City uh, Eagles Eagles game? Does it really matter at the end of the day? Does anyone really care about these two desolate places? Can you think of two places you'd want to live less than Kansas City, Missouri, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? I'll tell you what would be really fun is to watch the street brawl mob scene in Philly <laughs> where they take to the streets and they, if they lose they, if they when they lose uh they do it to celebrate too. I, I guess it doesn't really matter what the they outcome do it, is yeah anyway. they do it to celebrate so we would we'll be looking forward to that it's it is a win-win Super Bowl right because we know who's gonna win we're predicting it here uh your predictions Lee what what do you think will go down this Super Bowl 2023 uh, the Eagles are really, really good. I think the Eagles take it, uh, but you can't count out Patrick Mahomes. The dude is playing with one leg, from what I could tell, after the Jags tried to, you know, as, as you know, this game script was to try to rip his leg off. He hasn't been able to walk for two weeks now. And he's won two two games in a row. Uh, yeah, you never see a starting a quarterback. Never a starting quarterback. I don't think I've ever seen this. Like Brett Favre has done it in games, I'm sure, and other plenty of other quarterbacks have probably done it in games. But he's just there's no question. He's got to be in there. He's just going to be hobbling a bit. It's amazing, and it's also a big slap in the face to uh, every opposing team. He's like, you're just going to have a guy hobbling around. That's that's going to be. <laughs> you're just going to have. He's going to beat you. He's just going to beat you. Yeah. It's incredible. This Super Bowl, of course, is Super Bowl LVII. LVII. I think that's 50, 57, Ryan. 57. Right on. So this is F, Super Bowl 57. Yeah. 57 in heaven. That's going to be. State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, the 57th. This is going to be um, one a scale of one to 100. How rememberable is this going to be? Less than zero. Out of 57. Less than zero. Out of 57 Super Bowls, how would we say we, uh, this is the 57th? We're going to remember this one, one being the most remembered. Not, a, not at all. Higher than 57. Yeah, it's going to be one of those where, like, remember the year, like, the Eagles played someone? I don't know. Like, ah, I can't remember. Um, the Patriots? Like, nah, they played someone else at some point in the Super Bowl. I don't know. You know? It's just, I, who cares? Who remembers these things? Unless you're from those places. Which, by the way, if you are, this is probably all you have left to look forward to on a yearly basis. Is if your team makes the Super Bowl, right? Other than the barbecue in Kansas City, there cannot be a redeeming quality to life other than your team being in the Super Bowl, like rooting for your team in the Super Bowl, right? Yes. That's why they made football in America, so that you would have something 
that if your team made it to this champ great championship, you you wouldn't remember that you live in shit for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yes. Manufactured um escape uh outlets. This 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 is healthy. Absolutely for society. I hear what you're saying. Yes, it is healthy engagement and involvement for our citizens and for our brothers and sisters mm -hmm. across this great land. Um now I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you two artists. Lee, I'm going to give you two artists and I'm going to tell you which one is singing the national anthem and which one is performing at halftime. And I'm going to tell you which is which. And I want you to say if it's true or false. True or false. The national anthem will be sung by Chris Stapleton. True or false. Who? True or false. Uh, can I the halftime performance will be performed by Rihanna. That and sounds this, true. This sounds like you just you feed into one of those uh, GPT chat, those AI chat bots, <laughs> select, just come up with a Super Bowl. And it'll just spit out Super Bowl 57, <laughs> Glensdale, Arizona, National Anthem, Chris Stapleton, Halftime Rihanna. It's just, this is going to be, this one's going to get buried quick. It's AI generated. Yeah. This is, but again, it's AI generated. Maybe that's a part of the script. Maybe. Maybe Skynet is in control. Yeah. You know, see, as as we get further along in the simulation, right? As we go further along in the simulation, maybe we're getting close to seeing behind the curtain, you know, finding the Wizard of Oz, if you will. When you start getting the feeling that, hey, this this matchup and this whole event just seems like it was generated by some random set of numbers somewhere, you're like, huh, sounds kind of like the Matrix to me, man. Sounds kind of like the simulation. Just like that time, just after 9-11, it was like the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. And then just like the time of baseball with both of the steroided out Chicago Cubs and Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, uh, home run swingers were setting the record because of all of the steroid use that they were doing helped. It was like all around the same time, <laughs> all the stuff. We see it, folks, it's a... Clearly, it's a rigged system. We want to just uh, point out that its flaws and that other, as we see from this podcast that we showed um, that clip, the, the, that audio sample that we shared that, yeah, people have discovered it. And real life ce celebrity NFL player, Arian uh, Foster, had, um, uh, I guess something at the end of that was that he, he, he was kicked out of the NFL or he was maybe an outspoken atheist, then that didn't go along with, um, you know, the, the coaches and the staff. I think he was with the Houston Texans. Anyways, I had him in a fantasy league at one point. Yeah, yeah, he 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 was some he Sounds was quality familiar. fantasy points. And then the reason that you couldn't really uh, pick him up anymore is because he didn't stay around the NFL to like I don't know, maybe just a couple years, and maybe again for running backs, that's not too much of a problem. Um, or it's not that much out of the ordinary to only be around for a couple of years. It's tough on running backs. Little, yeah, the game is the game is pretty so tough. physically taxing. Yeah, yeah, you, you're definitely selling your body to play in the NFL. Um, it's a physically taxing game, and uh, the lore and the uh, conversation around the Super Bowl itself is also physically. Um, uh, Tack tackling, physically tackling our attention as we go over through 
wonderful Super Bowl trivia facts this episode. Here are our special uh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 episode. Uh, can, we, the... can we take a pause on the on the trivia real fast? Yeah. I just want to get a general sense of how you've been doing recently. You know, I, w- I want some just Ryan story time. Well, you know I, what I mean? I've spent, just, I've, yeah. Just a Ryan story time. Yeah, I've been spending <clears throat> my days as a um, professional podcaster in his natural element. I'm going to sit down. I've had, I've had my, uh, my lover and in-home uh, caretaker uh, do all of the cooking, the cleaning, the shopping. I've instructed her on how to be the best um, partner that she can be. And that way I'll never have to leave the house ever again. Uh, the weather this time of year is terrible, so no one should be forced to ever have to go out of their house or ever have to go to any other work uh, at the moment. When it's bad weather, you shouldn't shouldn't have to work. We shouldn't. That's really too much to ask for for people. Um, and enjoying, I guess, uh, a really uh, bittersweet ending to the Jacksonville Jaguars season. Uh, that was it. Was pretty tough, but. All in all, now, we had... had spoke about you and your your ex getting together as a result of the Jaguars season. Has their loss impacted your kind of your new relations that you've had with each other? Has it impacted the household in a way, like your you and your roommate? I'd love to say it hasn't. Um, <laughs> sure, we don't know the, what the future is going to hold now that the future is uncertain with. Uh, how soon the Jags will be back to Super Bowl caliber performers before getting trampled by what is uh, clearly a conspiracy in the NFL by a council of elitist scumbag, similar to like an Illuminati situation amongst owners and coaches mm. and ref- clearly the, the referees that are they're paid. So it's all... Um, performers and without a certain council of white hat gentlemen that I may or may not be in touch with we have a lot of people uh, get to the bottom of this so where we go one <laughs> so to get back to the, are, you, are you building uh, any sets recently or are you uh, driving uber have you been working on the uh, on the on the novel you're writing? I have um, stayed alive by selling my body uh, for try- attempting to sell my body to science. I tried to give plasma the other day, and after what feels like nine hours of questioning, I go to start giving blood samples, and they're like, "Hey, how you feeling?" I'm like, "Well." I was feeling good until you started taking blood and I started getting real dizzy. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we'll stop. And they're like, it's just some, some people, it's not for you. It's like, what well, they're, what they said, like you, none of your, none of your stuff looks bad. I guess they test blood uh, pressure. They test, I don't know, diseases and that initial like process, taking a pinprick to your finger and, getting different samples and then once they started taking like a vial full of blood they were like needed to test more i guess to do other stuff and then start doing it i was like oh 
almost passed out, got nauseous. <laughs> I just don't like doing it. They're like, uh, well, yeah. so you afraid of needles? It's not the needles. When the blood starts going out of my body, then it's like, oh, <laughs> I just like, well, like I'll get. <laughs> so they're like, nope, not not for you. But they still pay a hundred bucks. So <laughs> I guess they gotta pay you once they once they. Oh, stick nice. Out. Yeah, I guess you could say I uh, cheated the system. <laughs> it's a life hack if anyone's paying attention at home you just pass out if if you don't want to go condo you don't want to go through with it just pass out (laughs) tell yourself and then when you get up just the chair is just absolutely soaked because of how much you were just sweating in those moments of uh what felt like complete blood loss and um yep that's how uh you get out of that one um, not as busy in the uh, stage and theater industries this time of year. It is a slow period, so not as much going on. Um, some stuff downtown, another one coming up, setting up for John Mellencamp, formerly John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, nice. Right. <laughs> Rock legend icon coming through. But the, what do you mean there's nothing going on? There's plenty yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, so I have been doing more Uber driving. It's always a blast to get a pulse of travelers in the U.S. and see, check in with them on um, where is it that the airlines are as of lately? How's TSA? How's air travel? And and wouldn't you know it, air travel is back and booming, but uh, shit still sucks out there. Good luck on your luggage, (laughs) making it. Good luck on you making it. And you're going to have to deal with that, folks. Still sounds like it's a lot of fun putting up with this uh, business travel, going through these um, connection airports, these hubs, these final destination and these uh, uh, layovers. If I'm hearing correctly, you're doing maybe a little bit of a poll. See oh. how was your experience yeah. in arriving That's right. We're to getting, and from Atlanta? We're getting a lot of that small talk time in, in the car, whether they want to or not. <laughs> You get in a car with Ryan and uh, he's going to, he's not going to hesitate to start asking. So how's your trip? How's your flight over here? Yeah. yeah it was good. Tell me. Where'd tell you come me. from? What are your, you know? what are your first 100 thoughts go now? <laughs> and if they don't answer, if they don't answer, I start turning around and looking at them while driving and get them real scared. <laughs> I watched with oh, uh, with my lover. We watched this wonderful podcasting themed movie with uh, Hollywood actor Jonah Hill playing the lead male performance in this interracial rom com love story. Oh, my that wife knows... watched that the other night. Yeah, it's like a rom com thing. We just oh, watched it. Looked it looked horrible. It looked oh my horrendous. God. It's really whack. They take you through a, a two-hour movie that could easily be like 45 minutes. They go through some places that a lot of, it's like, I don't know. A lot of it feels like we kind of left that in 2017, but they're still, they're still like hammering should, should we, away. Do you feel more qualified to speak about this as someone who is actually in a relationship with someone of another race, let's say. I do. Uh, a multiracial relationship. 
let me just say, sure, I do a lot of bits and I do a lot of clowning around, but uh, on the real, um, do not try an international interracial, I mean, do not try an interracial relationship. It's wrong. No one should do it. It's just going to be a problem. Your white ass is not prepared. You don't have what it takes. You're not going to be, <laughs> you're not going to all at all be appropriate at any time, nor is your family or friends. So bad idea. No, the, the show, the movie takes on a lot of uh, interesting positions that I think are good to talk about or to portray because those moments could easily come up. But of course, it's just not real people. So both sides would never really be that way. But that's what makes the movie. So I think like we could do a movie episode on it, which would be pretty fun because it's a guy that is she had it on podcasting. outside and, and she had it on outside and i sat outside and i watched like one like jonah hill is sitting there with this uh girl it's their first date and he's wearing a tie-dye jumpsuit like a tie-dye tracksuit basically he's um, looking so fresh there. his threads are he's says something like i like your shoes or something like that and she's like kind of she thinks it's sarcastic and he's like no like you do you girl or something like that and he's like and she's she said yeah i'm all right with that like the writing was like it was this is not how people have conversations right it, it just seemed really manufactured the the whole thing in my in my two minutes of watching it i was like baby this movie looks horrible have fun watching it i'm not gonna watch it it That's, just it wasn't a normal conversation between two people. That's what it felt like immediately. It was like, what is this cheesy shit? Like, it, this is the most virtue signaling bullshit I've ever seen in my life. It was an amazing um, hook for me in the beginning. It was real quick. I thought, well, this thing, what is what is she asking me to watch here? And but then, and with that first date scene that you're describing how he won her over by just keeping it real is a extremely dumbed down approach um and doesn't acknowledge at all uh extreme creep behavior that it, Jonah Hill was given he, he went he just like leaned into creep and that's not always going to win over like there's that line that you don't want to cross between i guess keeping it real but coming across as uh, just a gimmicky performance hack and he was he was in this mm. i don't know he went full character and then that that won her over so maybe maybe it is commentary to um uh fellas if you if you want to win over a lady don't be afraid to be yourself you want to you want to impress a woman from a different background you need to answer all those first initial questions in your head right when you see her, right when you see her, <laughs> her beautiful eyes and hair and braids, whatever it is that day. And she's you're looking at her, she's looking at you, and whatever you first think of, that that's that's who you are. You need to just say that. I think there was so many beautiful moments in that movie that did hit close to home for anyone. Uh, in a interracial, culturally bound, um, separate kind of background type relationships, as you know yourself, you you traverse borders with your love as well, and it's beautiful for sure. 
and to uh, intermingle brings about something that I think a lot of millennials, um, some Gen X, a lot of Gen Z are going to be familiar with. So you have a different, you have like a different opinion on it than I do. Within, well, I only watched two minutes. You seem, you seem to have found some, some pleasure in the film. I did because I thought to myself, well, this is going to be a good uh, credit for the, the back and forth exchange of whose movie we're going to watch tonight, whose choice of media, who's controlling the remote control tonight. And for, um, hmm. and, and then like, you know, being reintroduced back into um, the caged uh, setting of relationship, I need to learn how to remember to activate uh, the seat direction and the toilet and remember, um, okay, if we're just going to always watch what I want to watch, then I got to let her have control. And so, um, her choice was to watch this one. I said, sure, let's watch it. And then I thought, oh man, this thing is going to suck. And then I kept watching a little bit more, just being nice. And I thought, well, it's now it's just so baffling because it doesn't answer at all. Like this guy lives in LA and he's clearly making a lot of money because he's just buying this house in fucking LA. He's doing podcasting. But then, like, as they get further into their relationships, spoiler alert here, anyone looking to watch You People, as the show is called, <laughs> as they get into their loving relationship, I guess a couple months down the road, they, like, uh, want to be together. They want to start living together. They get a house. Like, they move into a house together, and maybe he he's bought the house or what. I don't know. Like, he's got to be making good money. And also, he's leaving work to jump into an Uber. And that's how they meet because she looks like his Uber driver, same look, same uh, vehicle and everything. So he jumps in the back seat and that's how they meet. That's how they start talking. But he lives in L.A. and he has money. Every single person in L.A., a basic uh, income levels in, uh, in Southern California, you, you have a vehicle. Everyone has vehicles. It's not like New York. Mm. They don't say, like, did he get a DUI? Is that why he's not driving? They didn't say anything about the car thing. And amongst many other like really distracting situations, it's like, why is most of her family former like deaf comic jam artists? That would be very intimidating for any white boy to step into. The show has so many jewels and gems as you get through it. The show, the movie, sorry. The movie has an amazing, um, amazing depth of cast members. And it is a it does seem like a Panini movie. That's right. A movie made through the pandemic with less of a cast presence. So most of the scenes are only going to be just two people interacting. And there's not going to be as much depth and big scenes going on because a lot of these movies shot during the past few years had a lot of restrictions about who's there, who's tested, who's masked, how many people in a room, all these regulations for filming and, and work environments. You could tell it's got a bit of that vibe to it as well, but it's got an amazing cringe factor and some that it does feel that the movie is aware of and they try to lean into that as a, uh, maybe a comedic angle, but most of the, um, most of the magic is in the unaware cringe that the movie is really providing by just being so much of a, like I said, 2017 kind of movie where a lot of like fresher stuff does not uh, really go there as much. Uh, so it's, it, it feels stale for it to be relatively new because it's not that old, right? We get an intern to check on that. You people came out this year. 
January it just came out like a week ago, four days ago on Netflix. Yeah, it's got so, a forty-two uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a forty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a thirty-nine percent audience score, which is like pretty universal. That people, for the most part, didn't love it. it wasn't the worst movie ever? But certainly wasn't good from the from the critical perspective from the from the mob. To repeat what I said a few minutes ago, it seems like you had an appreciation of it in some way, but we're we're curious how this guy who has a house doesn't have a car also. Maybe he's just environmentally conscious, Ryan, and taking Ubers is just his way of contributing back to the environment. Like a um like an offset thing, like a, he's giving the chance yeah. for someone else to profit from his he's allowing someone to rent seek on his um point a to point b and that's pretty cool he's rinsing out his i just think that's sustainable isn't it so, more sustainable to have uber drivers driving around all day i think so i think that's a is the uber he takes an electric vehicle there we go we're offsetting it so yeah. what uh what jonah hill has done or where he contributed to this film is a question too why they choose him as the lead romance is interesting because he's a character he wrote it he wrote it yeah. and he produced it. When when you look at the film and, and think about it, it's, it does feel like, okay, I could see Jonah Hill having the movie he makes be this one. That, that kind of makes sense. Some of the stuff does feel pretty dated. So after watching it last night, I got up today and I turned on Super Bad. And let's continue with a theme mm. of episode of uh, Super, Super Bowl Super Items. I watched Jonah Hill and... Uh, Michael Sierra, <laughs> classic. Michael Sierra, <laughs> great film. So, cinema greats. Can I? I want to throw out a quick anecdote of of Superbad. I don't know if you knew this. So it was 2006. It was my freshman year at Florida State, and they did a free showing of that movie. But basically, you just, you could just go and see it for free. I think even before it came out in theaters, maybe the day it did or something. I think oh, it was yeah. one of the funniest movies I ever saw. It's ever a, saw. In it's theaters. a classic. There, there's a lot of uh, pretty famous comedians and performers. Seth Rogen and Bill Hader play the cops. Mm, and this yeah. was yeah. Um, this was uh, maybe maybe now they would play those cop characters different. Uh, we were both, uh, I guess, a certain amount of time out of high school by the time that this came out. But it was a relatively near rear view view for us so we could easily relate to it um the fogel mclovin character is hilarious the fake id situation where he just does the one name thing i remember this movie definitely was quoted a lot referenced a lot it was a um, mm. like a cultural moment before there was memes the mclovin thing would have been a meme fried uh, one thousand times over Emma Stone is in this. Uh, supposedly, Jonah Hill, Emma Stone are good friends. Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave Franco, I guess that's the younger brother of uh, the canceled um, older Franco, canceled Franco. We won't say his name on the show. Is Joe, he, he comedian great Joe LaTrulio. Um, I think he's also on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, let me ask you another question, real fast, before you just. Martin Starr, Martin Starr, who from Tulsa is in this movie. Martin Starr was also uh, in what was the show? Silicon Valley. So in Silicon Valley, whatever he does is Silicon pretty Valley. good. Whatever yeah. he's in is ends up being pretty, pretty. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. Uh, Had a few good years. Yeah, 
I thought it was pretty entertaining. What did think about? Oh, sorry. What did your girlfriend, significant other, secret lover, have? What did she think about it? This uh, this Jonah Hill movie. I witnessed probably her biggest reaction um, come from the scene where the female lead she has to have a moment with the future mother-in-law about not interacting in a way that painted the bride to be the female lead of the of the movie say i'm not just a character i'm a real person and i think that there's a lot of novelty that comes to uh white people when they have a black friend they view it as just some kind of entertainment thing they're just really stoked it's like <laughs> the effect of getting a new toy but it's this is still there's a human being behind here so it's not it's, it's an endorphin little, it's an endorphin rush yeah it's not a little carnival prize it's that you want for your ring toss. yeah there's a lot of content i guess you know you could share how cool you are um any anyways it it does there was i think points where she might have yeah made reactions to more than others but also confused a lot of times as i was about just why the, the why why that scene choice why that dialogue choice and is it like what's going on where's real confusing all right, right. i'm, so I'm going to take uh from ryan um final word for <laughs> the uh beautiful you people it is a two thumbs up personalized bag of popcorn with all your favorite seasonings on it and all your favorite flavorings that you mix for your own self and um, glass of your finest IPA kind of movie. Run, don't walk to your Netflix machine. Turn on you people because you're going to want to watch it for the cringe. And you're going to question your, you're going to question like Jonah Hill's sanity, but also, yeah, this is the type of entertainment that we're going to get. And it's not going to be like this forever. It's just a lot of the stuff that has been made, has been made understaffed. And this feels that way. <laughs> it they feels tried. understaffed. <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they should have had a better, a broader scope. It's like... <laughs> All they needed was more people. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like the show. It's like if we did have like uh, writers to help us rebound these jokes on, maybe we'd get one that's a funny <laughs> or two. Uh, your final thoughts on the movie? I, I don't... I only saw what I thought was something I wouldn't be interested in and just, and then my wife told me it wasn't great afterwards and it was just the dialogue, the writing was bad, but it's just, it's a stupid movie that we've spent way too much time talking about in general. Uh, quick questions. Lightning round. Who was the first left-handed quarterback to get a Super Bowl ring? Ken Stabler. That's right. <laughs> who holds the record? Who who holds the record for most passing yards in a Super Bowl? Uh, Tom Brady. Thomasville Bradington. That's right, Tom Brady. <laughs> what was the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl? You guessed it, uh, Oakland Raiders. What city hosted the coldest <laughs> Super Bowl ever? You won't ever guess this one. Uh, one of the great Outside? southern, one of the great southern states. Yeah, from the Carolinas to Texas, one of those states in between. Okay, you got Charlotte, you got Atlanta, you got New Orleans. 
Boom. You guessed it. Dallas. New Orleans. The coldest Super Bowl ever? New Orleans. That's right. What mm. player holds the record for most career rushing yards in Super Bowl games? Uh, As a P- Pittsburgh Steelers fan. OJ Simpson. You knew this one. Franco Harris. 354 <laughs> total yards. Steelers in Super Bowls. Uh, 9, 10, 13, and 14. The early years of Super Bowls. Dude, we're on we're on Super Bowl 57 now. Those Super Bowls are like, are people still alive that saw those games? The Super Bowl couldn't be more meaningless. Sorry if that offends any of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Super Bowl 57, covered by Garbage Juice Sports Podcasting international corp of america and beyond the nfl sports hosted by garbage juice uh podcasting sports garbage stool sports just to just to recap where we've gone we've gone from football well we've gone from internet issues which was excruciating for for us to to navigate once again Um, punished by big tech yeah trying to silence our voices that's right Talked about football, talked about the movies, talked about Ryan's experience giving blood. It's a Meriden thing to do. Thank you. I was, it was um, <laughs> plasma. I was doing plasma donation for better, uh, for money. Uh, thank you. What artist had the most watched Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show to date? You got it. Friend of the show, Katy Perry, 2015. <laughs> Super Bowl 2015. Oh, man. Lowest scoring Super Bowl in history. Uh, That would be Super Bowl 7, Ryan. Is L 40? L is 50. 50. Yeah, 53. Patriots versus Rams. 13 to 3. Oof. That's a... That's a rough day in the old Super Bowl office there. How embarrassing. <laughs> well, you know, you always say if the game's not good, you get to watch the commercials, right? It's the greatest part. My two-year-old son started watching football. He really likes it, by the way. Like, he, he just runs around and throws his football and screams football the whole time. Good. Um but he hates it when the commercials come on. Like he can't stand it. He starts like asking me to put the football back. Like whether I put the YouTube or we're watching the game, he keeps asking me like, can you get whatever this is? This is not football and it's on my screen. Can you get that out of like the screen, please? Yeah. I don't understand why this is here. The youth understand. It really annoys him. Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> exact way. The same exact way. We have... um uh, another solid episode in the bank tonight. We've been going for off and on 20 minutes through all the, the technical stops and starts <laughs> and glitches. I think uh, over in the editing room, they can piece together some of some of the pauses and our hopefully our our listener won't uh, be too critical on our um, out of we don't frankly, we don't have any control over the poor um feed from the oligarch of uh xfinity xfinity if you're listening which i'm sure you are you yeah. cannot you cannot silence us you can <clears throat> attempt to slow us down but that's all you'll get 
he can't stop this train. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I want to I want to say that you uh, you were great this episode. You were fantastic. I believe that when you give, you receive. Right. So I gave and what I received back this evening throughout, even despite the difficulties we encountered, was two times more than I gave three times more than a multiple X, you know, Ryan at his prime, giving this show all he has to give showing up, putting in the effort, bringing his a game again and again and again. And thank you. That was this hour. Thank you. I've imagined this beautiful oversized Mark Brunel, Jacksonville Jaguars Jersey um, magically turned into a um komodo was it or isn't that what they're called <laughs> like because yeah. of the length on it i could turn it into a komodo and where i would <laughs> i would seductively enter your room and i would do a mystic um sh- shamanic dance the dance of the jaguar and it would be it's uh it's it's in all of the highest culture um textbooks and archaeological digs all throughout every century of every uh, empirical uh, uh, king-queen dynamic history ever. This is the, the dance of the jaguar. And I was seductively... Did you just have a stroke, Ryan? Yes. <laughs> uh, three strokes back to back. The lack of blood. <laughs> yeah. I would uh, give for you as I uh, slowly tease open my Jaguar Mark Rendell Kaboto. <laughs> I need a tailor to just hem that up. And that's my gift to you for for being such a wonderful co-mic and delivering such a it's like I'm holding up a mirror because you were describing yourself just now. Your brilliance and, and your performing, performing um, greatness that you give. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah so they they, yeah it turns out they they didn't want my blood they wanted nothing to do with my blood your body said to you ryan i need every drip you're giving these fucking people so i'm gonna make you feel really weird here you're gonna want to go home mission complete whatever (laughs) cia op was going on at that time to make me go there mission complete on that well, another great episode. Well, it's been a pleasure in the bag. The pleasure is in all the, bag. In, the, the pleasure and is all in my bag. <laughs>